0: Hi there, I'm Alicia Malone. Welcome to another episode of Magnificent Obsession, the show where I talk to various people in the film industry about their careers, how they got their start in the industry, and also how their love of film first began. And the thing that I really enjoy about doing this show is that I get to learn so much because there are many jobs in filmmaking and the filmmaking process and production that I just don't know that much about. One of them being location scouting, and being a location manager too. So I was really, really happy that I, you know, emailed this woman out of the blue and I was so excited that she said, yes, Laurie Bolton, Her name popped up straight away when I started doing research into location scouts who have a wealth of experience. She's been working in the film industry, I think for almost 30 years. She's worked with every big name director you could um, imagine. She's worked on films such as Inception, Michael Mann's Heat, which we talk about. And that film, of course, is very much about the location of Los Angeles. And I went over to her lovely house. We sat out the back in her office with the doors open it was a hot day and so if you hear any noises it's you know the noise in the background from the garden and the the places next door also her cute little rescue dogs who were chewing on their bone while we were chatting Uh, but I loved having them in the room with us so here she is the wonderful Laurie Bolton Laurie, thank you so much for talking to me. Absolutely. Happy to do it. So I was telling you I don't know too much about the job of a location manager or a location scout. So can we start off with just explaining what each of those jobs entail? Absolutely. I
1: started working as a location manager. Well, actually started as an assistant location manager, worked my way up to location managing. Um, in my opinion, it is absolutely the most difficult job on a set. If anything goes wrong, no matter what department it, it's in, it's somehow your fault. And if anything goes right, there are 10 producers standing in front of you waiting to take credit. So um, it, it's 24-7. It's very demanding, very misunderstood. And um, it's dealing with the logistics, parking, making sure that you have places to park all of the vehicles, that you have all of the permits, um, you know, set and crew safety. It's it's very demanding. And as I said, 24-7. So when I was pregnant with my daughter, oh, 28 years ago, um, I decided that part of the job that I really liked was scouting. And I just decided, I'm going to see if I can just scout. And at that time, there were people who just scouted for commercials. But in features, it was unheard of. You were a location manager and you did both. Mm-hmm. Um, which has always been kind of interesting to me because it's a – one is very left brain and one is very right brain and there are some people who are very good at both but there are very few people who are good at both either there you you tend to either be more interested in logistics and problem solving or you tend to be creative so well i guess you can be creative as you're solving problems certainly <laughs> so um let's say visual not creative so i decided i'd give it a shot and I think it was because I set parameters that people thought, oh, well, if she only scouts, she must be good. And then the other thing that I had to do because I had a new baby was I needed to stay in LA. So I said that I would go out of town, but for never any more than two weeks at a time because she changed too much and I wouldn't come back to a different child. And for some reason it worked. I mean, I worked on Seabiscuit and I scouted all over. I'd go out for two weeks, and I'd come home for two weeks, and then I'd go out for two weeks, and it worked out really well. So um, while she was growing up, I was able to just scout and stay in LA. And it wasn't until she was a senior in high school that the incentives kicked in and, um, the tax I, incentives. Exactly. Yeah. And I was working on pirates in Hawaii her senior year in high school. And, and that's when, once she went to college, I started working a lot out of town because the feature work in L.A. was drying up a little bit.
0: Yeah, because now you've had such a incredible career when you look at your IMDb page, so many credits there. What do you love the most about your job? Is there a stage or a moment that excites you? I love everything about my job. I am really, really grateful to
1: do what I do. I um, was just telling someone the other day, because I come in so early, generally, and sometimes I'll just work with the studio, sometimes even before there's a director, many times before there's a production designer, and... um, It's always at a time where it's like the honeymoon stage where everybody likes each other and they have a ton of money. And then as production (laughs) gets going, you know, the personalities arise and the power struggles arise and the budget cutting happens. Um, So it's really nice to be there early at the creative stage when everybody is so incredibly excited about a a project and it's at that what if stage, you know, like, what if we can go here? How about we do it this way? What a great idea, you know? So it's a, it's just, it's, it's really exciting and it's a, um, It's interesting to see how much the project morphs as the reality sets in.
0: Yeah, so how early do you get hired? I imagine it happens at different times depending on the production. Is it the director that hires you or the producers? It's always different.
1: Sometimes it's the location manager because they've lost a location and everybody else is too busy, you know, dealing with what they're dealing with. Um, So they bring me in just to find a specific thing that fell out for some reason. Um, So... Really, every movie is different. Sometimes I come on, like um, on Jungle Cruise for Disney, I came on very early and spent a lot of time researching the Amazon, which was great and fun. Um, I did the same thing on Little Mermaid too early, and then by the time they were shooting, I had moved on to something else. Um, and then there are times, as I said, that I'm called in. Like on Top Gun, they were already shooting, and I was called in to come and help with some some scouting. So it varies.
0: Is research a huge part of your job
1: um it It has become a huge part of my job, and I really love it i mean nothing you know nothing makes me happier to um on lion king i i was went to uh research and and scout plate shots and and I love plate shots because you can you're such a small footprint that you can go to places where you could never bring first unit or even second unit so it's um it's really great because you can sit down and research the world and then, you know, try uh, travel the world to to take pictures of the locations and bring them back and, and uh, see what happens if they're going to send a crew back to do plate shots or not. What are plate shots? Is that just I, a
0: shot of the location by exactly, itself?
1: Exactly, exactly. It would be like, for instance, in The Lion King, it was a bit different. Um, we we went to, for instance, the geysers in Yosemite and the... And the um, and the the columns, the tufa columns in Mono Lake, and they, the, I went with a small crew of guys, and they would photograph the whole thing, so that it was a three, it appeared three D in the movie, so that the hyenas could actually walk around it. It was yeah. really kind of fascinating.
0: Yeah, Lion King blows really my mind how yeah, they yeah. were able to Wasn't put it, it together. Wasn't that
1: amazing? Incredible oh virtual God.
0: reality, but then the yeah. real locations as well, which made yeah. it feel real. So, is the first thing you do when you get hired for a job? Is it to look at the script?
1: Um, many movies, especially the big blockbusters that they do don't have scripts. And a a lot of times, like sometimes, I I remember one specifically, I was told, we don't have a third act, go out and find some great locations that we can write a third act for. And it was (laughs) like, okay, do you know how much the writer (laughs) makes? And do you know how much I make? So come on. But um, So on one hand, it's frustrating, but on the other hand, it's very exciting to be given that much leeway and just, you know, to really creatively help shape a movie.
0: Yeah, what's your favorite part? Is is it finding a location that's very specific, a a lookalike or the exact location, or being able to have the freedom and come up with your own ideas?
1: I think it's both very fulfilling, but I think that it's great fun when you find something that people... Like a lot of times they didn't expect you to find. And and since they're not out there scouting, they don't really know what they're asking for sometimes. And I think that it takes somebody who's been doing the job for a while who has the confidence to know that, well, they asked for X but why is really better? And I bet they had no idea that why even existed in the world. So mm-hmm. you you shoot it and you go back and sometimes they laugh at you and tell you you're an idiot. And other <laughs> times they go, oh, my God, it's brilliant. It really works. Yeah, so You've got to have a, that confidence exactly, in yourself. And exactly. Your and, I, and I think that's what I like is, lo- you know, trying to sort of think outside the box and, and to, you know, here's what you want but I think maybe this might be a little bit more interesting. And, and again, it all depends upon the production designer and director. Sometimes they go, yeah, but maybe not quite. Let's do, like, you know, and then they come up with another direction to go in, or they may like it, or they may say, no, we're very specific about what we asked you for because this, this, and this needs to happen. So, it, it again, it depends. But it's I love the fact that there's, I always feel like I'm a part of a team, and I'm very grateful for that. Because are you usually scouting by yourself, or does the director come with you? I scout by myself, and then depending upon the project, I'll go out. Usually the way it works is I'll find... 30 things. I'll show them to the production designer. She or he will narrow it down to five things that they want to go and see. Um, Generally they don't like to, unless there are time constraints, they don't like to show the director things that they haven't physically seen because they want to understand how it's going to work with the characters moving through. Um, And then once they see locations and decide their top three say, we'll go and we'll show the director. And then the director will... And then once they lock the location, there's that's basically when I move away and the location manager comes in and, and starts getting into all of the logistics.
0: Right, yeah. And is it like, is it an instinctual thing when you go to a location? Obviously, you have to think about logistics, like you were saying, like car parking, I imagine, plus things like sound and light. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you, do you have that gut feeling when you go to a location and you know it's right?
1: Well, uh, yes. And again, I've been really lucky in that I work with people who... If it's a really great location, they're willing to m- maybe go the, do the extra work if it's not, there's not parking right nearby or whatever. Um, if it's a little bit difficult for whatever reason, if it's a great location, they'll tend to push for it because it works visually. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, there have been plenty of times where I thought, oh, man, I nailed it. This is great. And the production designer doesn't like it. Yeah. You know. But it's a, for me, it's a great location, and I'm happy to know about it. And, I, you know, some production designers laugh at me because I have my old favorites that I trot out every time, you know, and try <laughs> to convince them to use it. And um, I, I don't know. I, I just I'm very grateful to do what I do.
0: Yeah, the location managers, I imagine, are the ones that deal with more about the permits and and all of that kind of thing. Yes, but, but as you I said, they the deal. Yeah, yeah,
1: and as I said, they deal. You know, it's but, logistics, but they're certainly very creative in how they, they handle have to be very d- diplomatic. Exactly. I worked with a
0: location manager recently on a shoot, and it was great to have him to go ahead and. <laughs> talk to people people who are getting a bit upset about what's going on or yeah. do you have a permit you know yeah. getting involved I feel like you have to be very diplomatic to do that job extremely diplomatic you need to definitely be a people person
1: as you do scouting because you're knocking on a stranger's door and saying hi i know this is really weird but i'm working on such and such a movie and i think that your house might work could i come in and take pictures of your house and it astounds me because nobody ever asks for id they're always like oh yeah sure come on in and it's like okay can i can i show you my id or can i give you a and it's a it's always amazing to me how people are so trusting.
0: Do you enjoy that side of your job, to connect with people in the places and hear the history of the location you're in? I do,
1: and I, and I love also just the little nuances and details of life, you know, the flotsam and jetsam, the going into somebody's bedroom and shooting not just the bedroom but what's on their nightstand, you know, what what's their pile of books and what are they – because it's all – if the house feels like it's the right kind of house for the character the like when i worked with cameron crow he's very into that like layers and layers of detail that build somebody's personality and and he would love to see what they were reading and what pictures they had hanging up and what so i don't just shoot the house i'll shoot little vignettes in the house of just how how people arrange their life you know how they mm. pile up their things and it's, it's, it's very intriguing to me. It's all, it all sort of is a big, important part of the, what the location looks like. Even though when we come, we empty out the house and the set de- decorators go in and do their whole... But it, it gives the art department ideas for...
0: Yeah, you never know where you might exactly, get inspiration exactly, from. Exactly. I mean, that must be a, a great part of the job, too, is getting to travel and learn about different cultures and different people and meet so many different people
1: yeah absolutely and that's a big part of the research too is um it, it's funny i i recently was working on two different movies back to back where i was uh virtually scouting the mediterranean and neither movie ended up sending me to the mediterranean I, in in the case of one i had my bags packed and said where's the ticket and they said oh the movie just shut down <laughs> so you won't be going anywhere and it it, at first it was frustrating, but you sort of have to take a Zen approach. And, and I realized, well, now I know so much more about the Mediterranean than, I, than I've than i ever learned before. So I, I like the fact that I'm always learning things. And I just recently got back from a trip to Vietnam and Hong Kong, and I ah. hadn't been to either. So that was pretty fascinating. I've been to and, both. That's
0: so great. Yeah. yeah. So and, great. I,
1: and I love, you know, doing the research and learning about the cultures. And it's it, it just, is, it's really It's been great.
0: Is it a hard thing to switch off when you're going on a vacation yourself or you go out to a restaurant? Are you constantly looking at different locations? Yes.
1: My husband hates driving with me because I have a swivel neck. I'm always (laughs) looking at things while I'm driving. and And I... and it is very difficult to turn off. Um, and I had one day off, for instance, in Hanoi on a Sunday, and I ended up walking over ten miles because I wanted to see Hanoi, and I took pictures, just you know, just for me. But uh, I, it's a. Uh, it, I, I think my, my job and my life are sometimes almost indistinguishable, so yeah. it's kind of interesting.
0: It's like you got to love what you do and not work a day in your life or exactly. whatever that saying exactly. is. Exactly, yeah. So whereabouts did you grow up and did, were you always watching movies as a kid?
1: Um, I always liked movies. I remember, um, I, I grew up in New York and, um, actually my dad was a funeral director and we used to live above the funeral home in Brooklyn. And he used to, when he had a job on occasion, drive all of us to St. Mary's Immaculate Heart School, Immaculate Conception School around the corner in a hearse. (laughs) That sounds like a movie Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So it's, uh, I grew up with four brothers and, um... And my dad always used to be up watching TV when I was a teenager. I'd go out and come home on a Friday or Saturday night. And I remember sitting up with him and watching all of the silent movies. Those were his favorites. Um, And just old movies in general with my mom. She was a big fan. And, uh, it's funny because my my brothers are all in one aspect or another in the industry. One is a writer, one is a director, one is a jib operator, and one who sadly passed away was a um, grip. So... Um, but not, we all kind of fell in independently. It was kind of weird.
0: So yeah. Did you remember a moment when you thought you wanted to work in films or how did that happen?
1: I went to Cornell undergraduate. Um, I went to the ag school, which was a state school at Cornell and my brothers thought it was so funny that I was in the ag school. They gave me hose and overalls. <laughs> I but that's where the communication department was for some odd reason. So um, I got a, a BS in communication and the then I went on to Boston University and got a master's degree in communication because all of my friends from Ithaca moved to Boston and I went with. Um, and then I just sort of fell into working at a cable TV station in Boston. And then when features came to town, one thing led to another. I worked on Witches of Eastwick. and oh, um, cool. Yeah. And the... I just have been really lucky. The production manager on Witches of Eastwick, I was his assistant, Michael Glick, and he had said to me, if you ever come to L.A., let me know. And then a couple of years later, I met my husband on a movie in Boston, and he kept saying, move to L.A., move to L.A., and I figured, well, if I go and I don't like it, I can always come back, but if I don't go, I'm always going to be wondering, "Eh, what would have happened if I went and moved to L.A.? So I tried it, and I went to see Michael Glick, and I handed him my resume, thinking he'd say, you know, this is maybe okay for Boston, but it's not going to fly for L.A., and you should change this, and maybe you want to think about that, and maybe you... And he took my resume and marched me down the hall to the location manager and hired me. Got me in the union. I mean, it was incredible. And the location manager that he introduced me to is one, one of the top location managers, Janice Pauley, who's also my daughter's godmother. So oh, wow. we, we ended up having a really long relationship, both work-wise and friend-wise. And um, it's just kind of funny how everything turned out.
0: Yeah. And did you love working in locations straight away? Did you know, like, this is what I want to do? I, I did. I worked
1: uh, after Witches of East. V- I worked on a movie, the movie I met my husband on in Boston. It's a horrible movie called Second Sight about a psychic detective agency with Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> I'm sure you missed that one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. But um, the exciting thing about it was we flew us, we drove a 747 around the streets of Boston. It was kind of funny. But anyway, it was a, not such a great movie. But um, I did work in locations in that. Um, the production manager said, "You know, what do you want to do?" And I said, "Well, I don't know. I've, you know, I've worked as a assistant coordinator, and I've worked as an assistant director, and I've done craft service. I mean, what do you need?" And he said, "Well, we need someone in the location department." I said, "Okay, I'll try it." And the first day I knew I was home. You know, it yeah. was, it's different every day. There's a different problem every day. And it, it was really a lot of fun.
0: And so that was it from, from then on. That, that was what I decided I wanted to do. And now you've worked with people like Steven Spielberg, Christopher Nolan, Darren Aronofsky. Do you get a lot of inspiration when you're working with these directors that have unique visions and, and great original voices?
1: Yes, and it started with Michael Mann. And I do credit Michael as being the person who made me the meticulous scout that I am because he is a stern taskmaster, and he does not suffer fools lightly. (laughs) So he, you know, you, you really have to know what you were talking about. And I really got to... Educate myself more fully on architecture and um, especially on heat. I had to. I was still shooting film then, and I had to do a lot of night photography. Um, which locations meant I are had everything. To like learn there, yeah. About, <laughs> yeah. So um, he, I, I really credit him for. Um, making me have a zen approach and he like I remember the the uh, restaurant scene in Heat with De Niro and Pacino it was going to be the first time they were on screen together and it was a really big deal and Michael just had me looking and looking and looking and we thought you know out, I mean it was like out of the box like how about you know a, a, there's a can with some bums around it and there's fire going and there's a cart with some guys cooking who knows what and they said, you know I mean anything we could think of is yeah. it inside as a restaurant is and, and kept scouting and scouting and scouting for it just on the off chance and every once in a while I'd find something that he'd, he'd like look at you over his glasses and he'd say, this is pretty good and then he'd pause and say now go find me something better And you just, you know, you really had to have a Zen approach and say to yourself, look, they're paying you every day to go out there and get better at your job. So just shut up and do it.
0: How does it feel when a location that you have found becomes iconic or, or well known or you see people go there to take a picture in that spot?
1: Well, again, Heat would be the first example that comes to my mind because uh, once it came out, the um, film critic in the LA Times referred to it as a love letter to LA, and it really is. I mean, I just think the locations in that are pretty great, if I do say so myself. Um, and now, even so many years after, I always have people calling me and asking me, where was this location and where was that location? And it's 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 nice to be the kind of person who really has always enjoyed watching movies to know that I, I have contributed a little bit to, you know, film cinematic history. Yeah. History. yeah.
0: How, do, how do you feel when you see your locations on the big screen? Do you feel a sense of pride? Or are you looking at it like, is this right? Did it work or what they did with it?
1: I was looking for a location that was supposed to be a... They go up in an elevator, and they come out in a penthouse. Was
0: that Inception?
1: Yeah, but it's the backyard of a craftsman house. And it was one of those things where, okay, visually, it makes no sense at all. How are you going to do this? And um, it was intriguing, because Chris Nolan is one of those directors where he has his people around him so I had I never met him I had nothing to do with him the I didn't really even have very much to do with the designer on that I worked specifically with the uh, location manager who was El Jones I did my best at finding things and I guess he ended up liking something but when I saw the movie it was not how I would have envisioned it at all in my head so I don't know whether it would have been better or worse but it it's sort of underscored for me how important and nice it is when I do have a relationship with a director and production designer and can go over things with them and have a little bit more of a direct back and forth with them. It kind of is helpful.
0: Is it right that you were the first location professional to be invited into the Academy? I was.
1: Yeah, I congrats. It's yeah. so Thank amazing. You. Thank you.
0: How do you feel about about that? Does, does it feel like you're being recognized for a job that people don't often think about as much as they should. Exactly. Um, I think that it's critical.
1: I think the Location Managers Guild... helped with that push a little bit uh there are now i want to say nine location people in the academy Um, we're very lucky we're in the designers branch and that's one of the more collaborative branches in the academy so not only do they have location managers and scouts but they have some researchers some storyboard artists they understand that it's a team that helps create the vision and that's really nice and it's very gratifying to be a part
0: of the team Do you think there should be a category at the Oscars? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: The thing that makes it difficult is there are a lot of movies that take place on stage where we don't have anything to do with. But it's very frustrating for me to work on a movie that... Argo, for instance, that won an Academy Award and to not have, um, well, I don't think the production designer won on that, but a movie where the production designer wins and the set decorator shares the award with the production designer, which is great and perfect, but if it's a movie that was a heavy location movie
0: it just doesn't make any sense to me why you wouldn't want the
1: location manager there.
0: What do you think is the biggest misconception about your job, that it's just glamorous and you're traveling all the time? Well,
1: that's always (laughs) it, you know. And, I I mean, I used to always get how glamorous it was when I was working as a location manager, and I'd say to them, yeah, picking up cigarette butts at 3 in the morning and putting (laughs) a leaky trash bag in your car, that's really glamorous, you know. But when everybody else leaves the set, you're the last person out. And you need to make sure that you you know, that's the mark of success after we leave to have somebody shake your hand and say, you guys are welcome back anytime. It was such a great experience. And that's what we, you know, that's our credo. Everything needs to be a win-win. You know, the neighbors need to be happy,
0: the homeowner needs to be happy, and the director needs to be happy. So you co-founded the Location Man- Managers Guild of America. Which right? is now the LMGI. LMGI. So tell me about why that was important to have well,
1: uh as I said, a lot of people don't understand what we do, and a lot of people think that we, it's you know about moving porta potties around and finding parking and that is a part of it, and it's an important part of it, but also we contribute creatively and that's what we wanted to make sure that people knew so we have the location manager awards coming up uh, in September, and therefore great creative use of locations in television features and commercials. And this year is really gratifying because we have a lot of international submissions. We had more submissions than we've ever had before. And they were all great. I mean cool. people finally get what we're after, and and the, the locations in the commercials, especially, were just mind-blowingly wonderful. so it's it's been very
0: gratifying. That's what the I stands for, International. international yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah, that's great. And so for people who you know might be thinking about this as a job, what would you say are the kind of qualities you need to have? experience definitely
1: definitely you need to enjoy people you have to have good people skills um a lot of times people tell me oh you're such a good schmoozer and i would say no i'm not you don't get it i don't schmooze i'm like my dad i just really like people i like talking (laughs) to people i like hear, you know hearing what they're doing and what they're interested in and it's so if you have good people skills i think that's you can almost learn everything else but um Visually, you need to, you know, have a bit of an eye for photography. Um, I, I, always had a camera growing up, but I never would have considered myself a photographer. So I really had to learn a lot. And as I said, Michael Mann taught me a lot. Um, you have to have a really good work ethic because it's really long hours, and you have to have a great sense of humor because if you can't laugh and enjoy what you're doing, it'll, you know, it just be like a. My husband is a little bit uh, upset even still that my daughter did not go into the film industry because, she, you know, her godmother, him, me, we all, you know. And I said, well, she doesn't like it. So how do you expect her to work an 18-hour day at a job that she, it does? I mean, it's okay. She worked on the art department on a movie one Christmas break and had a good time. But... It's not her passion.
0: You have to love and it. And she
1: she works with horses. And, and he said, well, she works with – puts in a long time at that. I said, well, yeah, well, she doesn't mind working an 18-hour day with horses because that's what her passion is. So you really, um, you really have to like it. You really have to want to do it, you know, and um, – A lot of people see locations as a stepping stone to moving on. There are a lot of producers who worked as location managers, which I think is great training for them. But I think most of us, when we once we start getting entrenched, this is the job that we love because it's, all, it's always different. There's always a new problem to solve. It's all, I like the fact that on every movie, like on Dumbo, I had to learn about trains and on um, the movie that I'm working on now, I'm learning all about rice fields and rice paddies and how the rice grows. It's, it's kind of fascinating and it's really neat to meet people who do all of these things so you're constantly discovering new things.
0: Congratulations on everything that you've done and thank you so much for talking to me. Oh,
1: it's been great fun. Thank you so much for asking.
0: Thank you so much to Laurie for talking to me and for having me over to her place and also just answering my email when I emailed her completely out of the blue. She didn't know who the hell I was, but was very, very kind and accommodating with her time. I'm so enjoying getting to meet all these different people and I hope that you are enjoying listening to their stories. I am off to the Telluride Film Festival followed by the Toronto Film Festival. So I'm going to do my best to have another episode for you in two weeks' time, but if I don't, it's just because I'm very, very busy watching movies. It's a tough job, but someone has to do it. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. That just helps other people find the podcast share it with your friends who you think might be interested in what we talk about on Magnificent Obsession I appreciate you listening to the show it is a one woman show that woman being myself but I just love doing it all right I will talk to you on the next episode of Magnificent Obsession bye